Welcome to a special storytime edition of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. If you happen to like this episode, if you listen to it and you think that it's right up your alley and you'd like to hear more uh, similar content in the future, you can give us some really good feedback both through email. You could email me at aaamitsugi at gmail.com or you could write us an iTunes review and just talk about how much you enjoy these special AAA podcast storytime episodes. I think that it would provide a lot of insight as to how popular they are, and it's because it's possible that in the future we, we might want to do more of these. So I think that that kind of feedback from you would be really helpful. So just to uh, give a little iteration, to reiterate why I'm doing this, Mitsugi is going on vacation. As you listen to this, I am already on vacation. And, you know, you might think to yourself, well, you know, Mitsugi, you and the other hosts, you guys work hard. Just take a few weeks off. But no, of course not. We we always want to have something for you. So many people depend on this podcast and other podcasts to help you get through your daily commutes, help you help get you through a tough day at work. You know, whatever it might be, we're here for you, and so we want to do this. One of the things that this podcast can do that maybe other anime podcasts or other podcasts in general can't do is we have a lot of insights into living in Japan. And Japan provides so many different cultural experiences for for people who travel there or even live there. And one of the things that people are always curious about uh, are bathhouses in Japan. And bathhouses are a huge part of Japanese culture. It's an aspect of their culture that really is unique in that that you you won't find anything like it in other countries. Maybe uh, maybe there are other Asian countries that have something similar, but I would think outside of Asia, certainly you would struggle to find a similar type of experience. And so what I'm going to do with this episode is I'm going to do a little story time episode for you that will follow the uh, the last story time that you had, which was getting to Japan. If you haven't heard the last episode, Chiaki and I broke down everything that we did in getting to Japan, and that includes selling th- all of our things, finding a job, getting to Japan, the flight, the airports, um, getting settled, getting a car, getting, uh, you know, the, ha- the the house, the housing arrangements, the jobs, everything that it takes to get there. Because it's a, it is a, it is a daunting t- task to, uh, to pack, pack up and move to Japan. You know, it's going to be probably, probably eight months of your life is going to be dedicated to getting all that settled. So if you haven't heard that episode, go back to the last story time and pull that up. So this is going to follow directly onto the you know the last one we did. So we're kind of assuming you're already settled in your house or whatever, or your apartment. So I'm going to tell the story of the bathhouse as I know it because, you know, I think that's probably what you guys want and I can give you a more vivid picture in your mind, if you will, of, uh, of what the bathhouse experience is like. And, you know, most of you who listen to our podcast regularly have heard of me talk about Spa World, which is a huge, gigantic, six, five or six-story um, facility, I guess that you could call it, in Osaka that has many, many baths, restaurants, massage parlors, everything. That's not what I'm going to talk about in this episode. I'm going to talk about the more the rural, more down-to-earth, typical bathhouse that you might find in a, in a smaller town. I think that that kind of thing is probably more like what you're going to find in Japan, and it'll probably give you a little bit better insight. So, 
So oftentimes when I go to a bathhouse in Japan, I want to go with a, with a friend of mine. So I had a good friend. His name was Hiroya, and he and I he was the guy who used to take me to all the to all the naughty pubs and stuff in Japan. But you know we also used to go to the bathhouse together. So he would pick me up a lot of the time. So I, I lived in a rural town uh, called Fujishiro, and you could look that up. It's it's in the uh, in the Ibaraki Prefecture. Actually, if you go on Google Maps, if you pull up the Google the Google images or whatever that the little Google car takes when they drive around, if you click on the map right by my house, you can actually see my nameplate on the house and my laundry hanging up in the back. It, it was pretty obvious that they took the this the, the video or the photos or whatever they do of of the house while I was living there. So that's a funny little funny little aside. But you'll never find my house in Fujishiro, even though it's a small town. But, you know, you could try. So, Hidoya would pick me up in his car, usually, because there was no train that took that connected my house to Moria, which is a neighboring city, neighboring small town, where the bathhouse was located. And so we would often drive, we would drive there, and we would have small talk or whatever, make plans for our next naughty adventure or whatever while we drive. And it was about... I don't know, about a 15-minute drive. Not too bad. The traffic in Japan in this area is very very low. You know, there aren't very many people living in this area. So, you know, they, they, have, uh, they have busy roads, but there's never any traffic. And Hidoya had one of those little, like, boxy-looking Japanese cars. And, you know, he'd pick me up and always very polite. Uh, and, you know, we do our little greeting. You know, maybe he uh, gives me a little bow, shakes my hand. And uh, he would often bring his buddy with him. His buddy's name was Toshio. He was, a, he, he was a cool guy. Well, we didn't hang out quite as much as Hidoya and I did, but two cool Japanese guys that, you know, want to have a, I don't know, an experience with a foreigner. I'm not really sure. Hidoya spoke pretty good English, but Toshio didn't speak, like, any English at all, which was actually good for me because I want to practice my Japanese just as badly as Hidoya wants to practice his English. So it really gave me an excuse to... Um, speak Japanese a lot while while I was with them. So you drive to the bathhouse, and you might take a train there. If you're in Tokyo or one of the bigger cities, you're gonna you're probably gonna take a train, and you're probably gonna walk five minutes from the train station. You'll be and then you'll be there, so it'll be no problem. But you get to the bathhouse, and the first thing you're gonna run into in these places is sort of like an enlarged genkan. And for those of you that don't, that don't that don't know what a genkan is in Japan, most houses, uh, I would say 90% of them have a genkan at the front door, and it's generally a place where you would hang your umbrella, you have the little sh- little cubbies for your shoes, maybe. It's a place where you sort of shed the uh, the exposure to the outdoors before you step up into a person's home. The genkan is always lower than. Um, the rest of the house. So normally there's about a six inch ledge, like a single step, that you would step up into the person's house. Maybe you say, you know, ojamashimasu, when you come go into the house, take your shoes off. Well, the bathhouse has that same thing. So, so you're going to come into the bathhouse, and in my experience, it, it, on the right, there's a huge thing of shoe cubbies. You, uh, you take your 100 yen coin, you uh, which is less than a dollar nowadays, and you stick the coin in the shoe cubby. Now, I don't really know why you have to do this because you get the coin back when you leave. So you stick your shoes in, and you put the and you put your hundred your hundred yen coin in, and you pull the little key out of the slot. And the key is attached to a little plastic cord that you stick around your wrist, so you can take the key with you, so you don't lose it. And um, 
a lot of these places, even even the one, even this little small rural one that I was at, they have little little ticket booths. So one thing you're going to notice about Japan, it's some little, it's some chain restaurants. You don't order your food from a from a waiter. You sometimes order your food from a ticket machine. So you'll put like a like a thousand yen in, find the food you want, push the button, and it'll give you a little ticket. And then you just give the ticket to the guy at the counter, and he gets your food. So it's the same thing for the bathhouse. So you walk up to the little to the little ticket machine, and you can push, you know, one adult for for the bath, and it's about five hundred yen, and that's about four dollars nowadays. And there's no time limit. So believe it or not, these bathhouses are not out to screw you. You can pretty much go to the bathhouse for less than ten dollars easily. It's um, probably less than eight dollars even. So maybe, you know, typically I don't bring a lot of stuff with me. So I'll push the button for like a small towel, like a hand towel, a full-size towel. And, um, you know, if you're feeling like a badass, maybe you push the button for shampoo, conditioner, soap, you know, whatever you need. Uh, toothbrush, they have every, everything in that machine. So you just push a bunch of buttons, all the tickets fall out, and you take the tickets up to this to this woman at the, at the counter that's sort of the central counter that you have to go to before you go into the bathhouse. A lot of my friends, my friends didn't really use the ticket counter all that much because they have like a whole little kit. They have like a bathhouse kit that they bring with them. It's like a basket that's full of all their shampoos and and loofers and whatever else, the toothbrush, everything they need, they've got it in this little basket. So it's pretty obvious that some of these Japanese people are going to the bathhouse quite a lot. So you give the ticket to this woman, and she looks at you, and she's astonished that you're here because you're a foreigner. And But, you know, thrilled all the same. Probably the only foreigner she's had all week. And I think that's probably because, well, well one, this was a rural, more rural area, and two... The bathhouse is kind of a scary experience for foreigners. And I'll get to that in a minute. But, so you give her the tickets, and she gives you your towel and all your crap. And then you you walk through the bathhouse a little bit, straight ahead. And then on your right, there are going to be a couple little hallways. And the hallways have, like, those little Japanese curtain type, those curtains that are split down the middle that have Japanese, like a Japanese uh, character, like a, like, a, like a kanji character on it from man and woman. So it's pretty clear that they're sort of segregating the men from the women because these are not mixed gender. So most of the bathhouses don't don't have mixed, don't have, uh, you know, dual gender baths just because it's not, it's not desirable, I don't think. But if you go to a really old bathhouse, like the Spirited Away bathhouse in Gunma does have a mixed gender bath. So uh, if you want to see some old lady boobs or, you know, whatever, you could go to you could go to that. So you're going to go walk through the little curtain that takes you into the locker room. And the locker room's pretty nice. I mean, they've got they've got your they've got your standard lockers and things like that, little baskets for the towels. But they also have weird things like a like um a tanning booth. They have like a like a stand-up tanning machine where you can stand in it. You don't you don't lay down in it. You stand. And this was a funny experience for me because the the man who owned the gym near near there, I I saw him like three times a week because I'd always go to this gym. It was called uh, Gym Sports Gym. I'm I must win or something like that. Really small gym. Probably had it had like less than fifty members. I had my I had my name on like the little nameplate in the gym. This guy was like a muscled up dude because he was he was a bodybuilder, like a competitive bodybuilder in Japan, and he loved to get like a nice tan because he obviously liked liked how he looks. 
So it was kind of funny. I ran into him one time in his like butt naked in the in the bath in the locker room coming out of the tanning booth. But in Japan, it's not a big deal. People don't have a thing with nudity. That's one of the number one things that foreigners will have a hard time with in the bathhouse because people just aren't used to being naked around other people. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's um, maybe you just don't like people looking at your wiener, your penis, or whatever, your or your breasts, or I don't I don't know. You just don't feel comfortable. But but once you take your clothing off and you realize that no one gives a shit about that, you realize that it's not a big deal. And I promise you, after the first time you've gone, you go to the bathhouse, you won't feel weird about it anymore. And I honestly wouldn't even think twice about it. I didn't even think twice about it with the with my with with other foreigners I would take with me sometimes. Uh, I I did take a couple podcast listeners to the bathhouse with me to Spa World, and honestly, it was like nothing. I mean, I was so used to being naked around people that I just took my pants off, took my underwear off, no big deal, whatever. You're not staring at each other's junk anyway, so it's not a huge deal. And I promise it'll be worth it. So. The, the locker room also has some other cool things. They have a they have a machine that's full of lots of milk. Like there's just something about having a like a like a tiny glass bottle of ice cold milk when you get out of the out of the hot tubs. Um, I know people that those of you that watch anime, which is I'm guessing all of you, have seen anime where kids, the students, go to uh, go to like a bath, go to a, go to an onsen. Seems like every anime in the world has an episode in an onsen, like a hot spring. And most of you have probably seen a couple kids in those anime drink milk out of little jars. And that's a real thing. I mean, that that really does exist. Every time I got out of the baths to leave, I would always have a glass of milk out of the machine before I leave. Always. And um, I remember they had... My favorite kind of milk was called Meg Milk. Uh, It was a red bottle... And it just had like a higher concentration of, of proteins and it just tasted better. So the, the locker room is nice. You know, they have mirrors set up so you can blow dry your hair, comb your hair, brush your teeth, you know, take all your clothes off and pose in front of the mirror and look good, whatever it is. And honestly, you will look good because most of the other people that are going to be at the bathhouse are going to be older. It's definitely a hot spot for elderly people. I think that the hot water is really great for their muscles and their joints. They clearly love it, and um, you know, it's you're probably going to be going to be a better, like a more well built person because you're going to be younger, and that's just so you really have nothing to feel self conscious about. So now the locker room is a different area than the hot than, than the actual baths. So you're going to take all your clothes off. You'll be totally naked. You, uh, you, you probably just, you put, you, you're even going to leave your towel in the locker room and you're just going to have like maybe a hand towel and your shower stuff, like your, like your little basket full of goodies to do your hair and wash your face. And it's very important that the number one thing you have to remember when you go to a bathhouse is that there are certain little bits of rules and etiquette that you have to follow. And this is going to be important. So listen to what I'm saying, saying to you because people will notice and you don't want to be that foreigner who gets scolded and has to be has to be gestured to what you need to be doing because you can't speak Japanese well enough to understand an old man that's that's from rural Japan which is a difficult thing to do let me tell you they do mumble so 
You have to clean yourself first. Clean yourself very thoroughly. They will have multiple rows of places where you can clean yourself. So you're going to walk into the baths and you know, you're going to immediately get hit with the smell of uh, minerals, maybe like a tea smell. Some of the baths have tea in them. Um, maybe a little bit of chlorine because they have to, you know, keep the water clean. And it's just a very different atmosphere, a little bit of humidity. And there's going to be several rows of stations where you sit. You're going to sit on these little buckets. They they have these little plastic buckets that are kind of butt-shaped on top, and you sit on them. And then they'll have a little, um, like a little water like shower head that's attached to a little device and you pull the you pull the shower head off of the uh, off the bucket off of the uh, off the wall and you rinse yourself off and you're going to want to clean yourself real good wash your hair wash your face take your time enjoy it wash your face wash your body wash everything you know um, pump, pumice brush your your feet if you want to brush your teeth everything just enjoy it and it's just uh, you have no time limit at the bathhouse. So you really just want to relax, take your time, and have a good time. And yes, you can also fill the bucket. There, there will be other buckets there. You can fill the buckets with hot water. See, in Japan, they have these, they have these cool little spigots because they do have like showerhead type one type things that are attached to a hose that you can sort of just move move all over your body. Like, imagine taking the shower, the a, a, a detachable showerhead, if you will. But they also have a like a faucet attachment that that is that will be right between your legs. And you pull a different lever down to switch the water over to the faucet, and that faucet is for is for filling up filling up, up a bucket with water very quickly. You fill the bottle, you fill up the bo- the bucket with water very quickly. Pour the whole bucket over yourself. That's a totally normal thing to do. I've seen it in anime. It's fun. It feels good. Do that. It's great. So now the baths. This place that I used to go to, it had it wasn't very big, but it did have some nice stuff. So it had. I think three standard hot tubs, and they do get pretty hot. Um, I'm talking about let's for those of you that live outside of the United States, the hot tubs get up to about 44 to 45 degrees centigrade, which is about 111, 112 degrees Fahrenheit. That's pretty warm. Uh, you're not going to be able to stay in that water more than about 10 minutes. And so you've got you've got baths that are standard like that. You just sit in them. They're about they're about they're about eight to ten feet uh, square. So they're pretty big. They can hold probably ten people. And then they have ones where you lie down, like you'll lie down on your back with your head like on this little headrest, and the water will just kind of runs underneath you, and that feels really nice. They have they have like jacuzzi ones where you sit down in, in a smaller body shaped type tub, and it has jacuzzi jets all over it. I think the older I think the older people will really love that. Um, they have cold baths, and I'll get I'll get to the cold baths in a minute because that is an experience. And then of course they have the rotenbudo, which is always very popular, and that is the, that is an outdoor bath. And the and the the rotenbudo is what you see in anime where they're always out in like like it looks like a bath that's in like a rock garden, you know? They're always always have rocks all around it. That is the that is the rotenbudo. One time when I was in Nagano, I went to one of those while it was snowing, and the out the outside of the uh, the tub, all around the ground was covered in snow, and it was snowing at the time. 
And um, I want to go do that again someday. Be be in an outdoor Rotembudo uh, while it's snowing. Nagano is a really cool city for those of you that for those of you that like cold weather and want to see some snow. So the uh, they also have really nice saunas. Now the sauna is my favorite thing to do at the bathhouse. I'm always going to do the sauna several times. It's just a fact. So for those if you ever if you ever come to a bath with me, prepare to do the sauna. Now these are very dry saunas and they get really hot. I mean real hot. I think that in spa world the hottest one got up to about I'm not even kidding about almost 100 degrees centigrade. That's over 200 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, you can, your body can only take that. Even if you have water with you, your body can take that for maybe six or seven minutes, and then you're then you're definitely done. But generally speaking, I think these places top out at about 80 Fahrenheit or, or, or 80 Celsius, which is still very hot. Now, this place that I went to had had it was it was all wooden seating, and they were stadium seats. So you'll have like like let's say a uh, a, a two and a half foot high stair that you sit on and then behind you there's more two and a half foot high like stairs so it's it's like a series of two and a half foot steps and you and you're sitting down and there's i don't know 10 or 15 people in there with you because this play this room is pretty big they're normally very large it's not like what you're used to in the united states where the sauna is probably six foot by six foot this place could seat 30 people it was big and everybody's facing the same direction and people will put little towels down underneath of them or on top of them uh, the wood is hot so you're gonna you, your butt might burn a little bit so people like to put the the towels down maybe you put a towel down and then put a towel on top too just to cover you up um, whatever but uh, everyone faces the same direction and they will just about always have television on there will be a TV behind a little glass wall and they'll have some crazy Japanese variety TV show on whether it's like little idol girls battling or cooking shows or uh, like a suspense show or some kind of game show there will always be something on TV to watch I promise so I think it was almost always cooking shows when I was there so I don't know if it was just the time of day or, or whatever but it was usually cooking and you're hungry. You're gonna get hungry, and uh, we're gonna get to the restaurant after the after the bathhouse. So, stay tuned for that. But so after you're ta- after you're tapped out in the hot in the in the sauna and at about 80 degrees Celsius, you can stay in there about 10 minutes at most. You get out, and you're gonna be really hot, and you're gonna be sweating everywhere. Now, you don't want to get. This is about cleanliness, right? Like Japanese people are obsessed with cleanliness. It's crazy. So you can't just get it back in the hot tubs because you're covered in sweat. Nobody wants to get in the, in the hot tub with your sweat. So they have little shower stations. Now you could sit back down at like the shampoo area where you were the first time to wash yourself and rinse yourself off really good. You don't have to wa- you don't have to use soap again, but just make sure you rinse yourself real well. Or you could just go stand under one of, one of the little shower stalls that are over on the wall just to get all the sweat off you. Now, this is difficult to do. I got a foreigner, to do, a friend of mine, to do it once, and he got in up to his waist. But it is difficult to go from the, from the sauna to the cold bath. But that's why the cold bath is there, 100%. Japanese people have this belief that opening and closing their pores very quickly can, uh, is very good for your skin. And so you will find people going back and forth, back and forth from the sauna to the cold bath over and over again. 
And I'm not going to lie, it's it's tough it's tough cuz the cold bath's about 55 degrees and it's pretty cold. Then that's Fahrenheit, 55 degrees Fahrenheit. And I just kept telling myself, what would Goku do? I really did this. What would Goku do? And I just say it in my mind and I just go for it. And you can't you can't pussy around it. You have to just go under. You got to go all the way up to your all the way up all the way up to your ears in the cold bath. Stay in there for about two minutes, and I promise your head will be spinning by the time you get out of the bath. And that is kind of a cool feeling. Um, your whole body will start to feel numb. You will be able to feel your heartbeat in every portion of your body. And, I don't know, a first-timer might think, oh, I'm having a heart attack. But you're really not. It's just your body's visceral response to the temperature change. It's the feeling of all of your pores and your entire body closing, slamming shut all at once. And it's it's interesting. So you will be dizzy when you get out of the cold bath. I promise. But when you go from the cold bath back to the sauna, you'll be able to stay in the sauna longer the second time. And it'll feel so good. I promise. Give it a try. And I don't think you'll regret it. Now, this process of going back and forth from the sauna to the cold bath, for me, lasts about 30 minutes. I really love it. It's really good. Some of these baths also have steam saunas. I've seen steam saunas. I've seen salt saunas. I've seen saunas where people, were, where employees come in and fan you. And I will tell you what, if you want to have the feeling, the sensation of your flesh melting right off your body, and I mean no shit, go into a, go into a 100 degrees Celsius, 200 degree, 212 degree Fahrenheit sauna and have the people fan you with a giant fan and I swear you feel like your flesh is melting off. The, the movement of the air makes makes it feel literally double twice as hot as it did when the air wasn't moving. It's crazy. So, there's all kinds. They have they have Spa World has a sauna where there's a, where they have 5 gallon tubs of salt and you just rub salt all over your body. It's the most unbelievable exfoliation. Like I know that um Chucky really loves that. The the salt sauna. So, there's all kinds of stuff you can do. I've seen I've seen hot tub baths with gigantic pillowcase sized bags of tea in them where the whole bath is like pink or green or whatever color the the tea is and you just literally bathe in tea. I mean it's awesome. So some of these baths are really great. Um so that's about it for the bathhouse. You're going to be ready to leave after about an hour probably because you know you can only take so much overheating until you're just done. That's why the cold bath is there. So make sure you use the cold bath. Keep cooling yourself off. It's very effective. Now, when you get out of the, when you get out of the hot, the hot, the the tub area, you're gonna go back. You're gonna want to rinse yourself off one more time before you go back into the locker room. So rinse yourself off. Grab a towel, um, and go back into the locker room area and grab your bottle of milk because you earned it. Stick your little 120 yen coins into the uh, into the machine. Get your little bottle of milk. Pop that little cap off. Chug that milk. Feel good. Throw the milk into the little into the little recycle slot because in Japan they recycle everything. And um, and get dressed. So it's a good experience. You've only spent about five or six dollars. You had an hour of hot of hot tubs, and. Uh, being with your most intimate buddies, a bunch of Japanese old na- na- uh, naked people. Now, um, the most intimate experience you can have inside the baths, and I should have mentioned this previously, is 
one time I was at I was at the first gym I went to, which had which had some bat which had some hot hot spring baths. I had some hot tubs in the locker room, which was awesome. One time I had this old guy slide up next to me, butt naked, thigh to thigh in this hot tub, and I'm kind of like, whoa, because I'm still new to this at this point. I was like my first, second, maybe third, maybe third time ever being naked in these baths. And this old Japanese man who doesn't give a shit about being naked, obviously, slides up next to me. He's literally touching ass to ass with me. And he's asking me, like, where are you from? You know, uh, why are you in Japan? What are you doing? Where do you live? What is your job? All this stuff. And he's talking to me me in English. But um, it's an interesting thing. So maybe you'll get get to have that interesting experience. Because everyone... Everybody wants to try out their English. So, now that we're done bathing and we're dressed again, let's have dinner. So, a lot of these bathhouses have, in fact, every one that I've ever been to has had some place where you can eat. So, people get hungry and so they figure nothing is better after a after a nice time in the hot tubs than a cold beer. Now, so I've been told, I don't really drink, but you can get lots of beer. They have many types of uh, domestic beers in Japan. They have Asahi, they have Kirin, they have Suntory. All these, Meiji, all these different types of beer, they're available usually. And I think they even have draft beers. You can you can get, like, you know, beer on tap. And they will have food. So you can order food, and they use the same types of ticket machines that you use to get your towels, your towel and your soap and everything. So the place that I went to, the ticket machines were right next to the entrance to the bath to the baths. So you come out of the little the little blue curtain with the kanji for man or woman on it. Take a right and you're at the cafeteria area. And the cafeteria area has a series of those machines. They'll have ramen, they'll have uh, they'll have uh, pork katsu, they'll have, which is like a pork cutlet, they'll have curry, they'll have all kinds of noodles, they'll have lots of different appetizer items, they'll have they'll have edamame, they'll have um, they'll have french fries, they'll have ice cream, they will have like, um, I really, really like uh, gudon. You know, they'll have beef bowls. You can get all kinds of different stuff at the, at, the, at the cafeteria. And honestly, the food is good, and it's not too expensive. They're not out to screw you. Uh, it's probably going to cost you, if you got a beer and a meal, it'll probably cost you about eight bucks. So it's not really, it's really not that bad. And, um, you know, there'll be a bunch of tables, and they have different types of tables in Japan. You can sit at a raised at a raised up table, like just like a normal restaurant table with chairs. Then they have, of course, the kind where you sit like on the little pillows that um, are lower to the floor, and you, I like using those. So this cafeteria place that I was in had a, a little window that were where the uh, were like the old Japanese cafeteria ladies worked, and that and that is where you pick your food up. So you, uh, you you'll slide through the line with your, with your tray, and um, then they'll give you your food and your beer or whatever you want. And as you slide through the line, you know there's there's, there's one for plates, there's, there's a spot for your silverware, your chopsticks, for your for the food, for the drinks. And then at the end, they have all the sauces. So they have like katsu sauce for for your for your katsu if you get that, and, and lots of other condiments and other sauces as well. Um, like ketchup for your French fries and stuff like that, and when you and then they have a little raised up area that's tatami, and I can't. Oh well, you're not wearing shoes. You took your shoes off at the entrance of the place right at the beginning of this recording. So the tatami area is fair game. You're already not wearing shoes, so 
you can straight up walk up onto the onto the tatami, find an empty spot where you were hopefully not next to someone who's not smoking because in Japan, unfortunately, people can still smoke indoors in a lot of places and you if you don't smoke, you can find a find a spot in like a quote unquote non-smoking section and fi- find an empty table, put your tray down and sit Indian style or whatever you want to do on a little pillow and just eat while you're talking to your friends watching TV because they do have little TVs, you know, sprinkled around the area. And um it's just a nice experience. I mean, really nothing beats going to the bathhouse and talking to your Japanese buddies and getting feeling really clean and super relaxed. And all these places have massage areas. Like you can get a massage while you're there too, but they are expensive. I mean, you'll pay the same about about the same amount of money you'll pay in the in the United States or anywhere else for a massage. It's like I don't know, 50 or 60 bucks an hour. So that might feel great. Your friends might be pissed off waiting for you to get finished with your massage, but it might be nice. But you're probably already going to be about as relaxed as you can be when you get out of the hot tub area and you got you got all your clothes on. You've never felt cleaner in your life, and nothing beats some fresh, delicious Japanese food and, uh, and some friends. So I think the entire experience at the... At the bathhouse, probably takes about an an hour and a half to two hours. You know, it's about an hour of bathing, and you got to wait about ten minutes for your food, and then you'll probably spend half an hour eating. So you're looking at like an hour and forty five minutes uh, to two hours, and um, you'll get out of there for about twenty bucks. It's really not bad, and that's with dinner. So you really can't beat that. Um. The experience in Japan of going to a bathhouse is not like anything else you'll be able to experience outside of Japan. So I really recommend that you do it if you have the opportunity. Spa World in Osaka, if you go, if, you, if, you're, if you're one of our patrons on Patreon or if you've been to one of our panels at anime conventions, you've heard us talk about Spa World and you know how to get there because we have PowerPoint presentations on the Patreon account that basically sort of help you find it. And Spa Road is more commercial, so you got to understand that in rural Japan, there's no foreigners, pretty much, period. So they're gonna, it's gonna be more of a difficult cultural experience for you. Nothing will be in English. People will be curious about you because you because because they don't see foreigners often, and they wonder why the hell are you up here in this rural ass area? Why are you in the Inaka, which is like the countryside, when you could be in Tokyo, uh, or you know, it's at Spa Road or whatever. But, you know, it's whatever. If you're in Spa World, they may things are going to be in English. Some of the attendants probably will speak English. And um, the people will be less likely to bother you, I think. So I never had a person slide slide their ass up next to me butt to butt to have a, a random like chit-chat conversation of small talk in Spa World. It doesn't happen. Nor have I had that happen in the city areas. So it all depends on where you are. But... Please, if you go to Japan, go to a bathhouse. If it's whether it's the Spirited Away bathhouse, which is also in our Patreon um, PowerPoint presentation and panel recording for Japan, um, whether it's whether it's the Spirited Away bathhouse or Spa World or just a regular little tiny bath, please find it. Go there, enjoy it. When you come back to the United States or wherever you're from, England or whatever it is, you're not gonna find it. 
it's, it doesn't exist. It does not exist. They have they have baths in or the United States, but a lot of them have bad reputations for sexual assaults and other things, and you're just not going to be able to trust people the way that you can trust Japanese people who grow up not having a, not giving two shits about nudity. So, and honestly, the crime rate in Japan is like one-tenth of what it is in the United States. So, it's, please do it. It's, it's really, it's really a special thing. And if you have any questions about this, I am always more than happy to answer any questions in great detail. Um, I recommend you send me emails. Again, AAA Mitsugi is a good email. To reach me, I answer very quickly, and that's at gmail.com. You can send me a private message on our forum, on our website. You could, um, I don't even know, write a, write a question, in our, oh, write a mailbag to us. Of course, on our website, we have the mailbag section. You can write us a mailbag. We'll answer them on the podcast. Write us a five-star review if you ask a question in that. I'll probably answer it on iTunes. So all these different ways are ways that you can ask questions to us. Or uh, or you can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. I answer everything. So I will answer you. I promise. And I'm trying to think if there are any other small details about the bathhouse. Um, but it's, um, you know, other than little knick-knacky crap, that's probably not very important. That's that's pretty much the crux of the cultural things, and um, just remember, it's all about being clean and cleanly. If you if you clean yourself before and after you go into the hot tubs, you'll be fine. They won't. You're not going to cause a faux pas or anything. And if you get sweaty from the hot from the uh, from the sauna, rinse yourself off first. And for God's sake, don't bring your towel into the baths because that never happens ever. You're gonna look really funny with a towel. Bring it. You can bring a washcloth. Get it. Get it nice and hot in the hot water. Stick it on your head. I do that. I like it for some reason. Stick the thing on your head. It feels nice. Do not bring the entire bath towel in there. You will look really weird and, and silly, and people will look at you and go, "What? Wonder what the hell you're doing." So that's that's just about it. Please provide feedback at any of the um, outlets that I've previously mentioned where you can reach us. If you thought this was a good recording. Also, if you if you thought it was a bad recording, tell me how badly it sucked. You could send me a message, and I'll try to do better next time, or we could discontinue this altogether. It's an experiment to fill the gap while Mitsugi is vacationing. So I hope you guys enjoyed this story about the bathhouse. I hope it was informative. Go with your buddies. You've never been happier being naked with, with uh, 30 of your random, fr- friendly Japanese old people. So uh, this is Mitsugi signing off, and I hope you guys enjoyed it.